your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey! Bring them out, bring them out. Yeah. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey! Got a good show going on for you this morning. Uh, it better be good. I know that much, but I didn't get much of uh, any rest. But I did a little reading, <laughs> do a lot of things to uh, prepare for the show. Uh, good morning on the West Coast. It's about 12 o'clock uh, back east uh, around Coach B's area. So um, you know, we got a lot to talk about, man. But let me tell you about my yesterday's event. I was flying back from, uh, I was in Virginia all last week. Not all last week, but most of the part. And uh, getting back from Virginia, I'm stuck in the airport for about two hours. That's in Norfolk. Then I get to Charlotte, I'm stuck two more hours. Then they take me off first class. Don't ask me how I get on first class. It's not, it's not what you think. Yeah, whatever. It's not what you think. But uh, um, So I had to go politic to get back on that. I was on U.S. Airways. Man, I thought I was going It was. I was in the airport all day. All day long, and it was, it was you got just a politic. Yeah, you got a, you politics, man. How do you think this country run? I understand how the country run, but how do you politic in Charlotte? Why they take you off? You didn't fit the criteria. Um, Voice America Sports Network listeners, welcome to the line, Coach B, Coach Britt, Richard Britt. We're gonna get some information, some background on him in a minute. But uh, far as rich politicking, yo, I just went uh, talking. That's all politicking is talking. Oh, most definitely. That's really what it is, and that's what I call it. But I had to go back and uh, go to the service desk, and they, they ended up putting me back on because my miss, I would have missed my connection flight in Charlotte uh, to get back in uh, my original seat. And then they said, uh, well, you got to call, get your miles and all that stuff back up. But that's what it was. I was in the airport all day, and uh, and uh, almost, and I did miss my connection flight. But they uh, they hooked me up. USA Airways took, took care of me, hooked me up, put me back on. So that's what that is. Uh, I did read the frustration on Facebook like when you posted man, the frustration. I am I was frustrated. So um but um enough about me just for a second and then we'll talk about you. How was your weekend, buddy? Uh my weekend was okay, man. You just you know, I started school yesterday and, and, and it's man, it's a little overwhelming right now, but you know, as usual I'm gonna I'm gonna make it happen. Just you know, I haven't been in school in twenty years and situation where it's just you know, trying to sit back and understand where I'm at and it's kinda hard but it's gonna be all right. I'll weed through the problems and make it happen like I normally do. So you in there or you you're doing online or what? What's going? I'm on? doing online. University of Phoenix online. Um, it's pretty. Uh, uh, it's fun so far. I mean, it, it's overwhelming, but it's fun. I think. You know, I think. I think. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off. Not really, but I think online is a lot harder than going and sitting in class. I don't know how you find it to be because you you've done both and now you're doing it online. So uh, what you think is harder because you got to come up with a lot of information. Yeah, right now it's. Right now, like I said, so far, the online is a little overwhelming. It's a little bit harder because I don't have – I'm not look, listening to an instructor give me what they want to give me. Right. And now i got to go and research what she – they'll ask a question. i got to go research this question and break this question down in order to get the answers that I need. Okay. So they're not doing – so I'm doing all the work, and they're not doing 50% of the work. You know what I'm saying about that? I understand. You go to a – no, your face-to-face instruction, you get that 50. They, they do their 50. You do your 50, and it all equals out to 100. Right. All uh, right. But now I'm doing. They're just doing ten percent of the work, and I'm doing the other ninety percent on my end. But you know, it is what it is. And you know, as athletes, we you know, we uh, student athletes, huh? 
as student athletes. Go ahead. As student athletes, you know, we adapt to our surroundings. So it's going to be okay. I'll be all right. I'll make it happen. As far as classes going, do they put you in a group? Eventually, are you getting in groups? Because I know somebody taking an online class, and they they work in groups at times. So I don't know how. Well, I guess right now it's not really groups right now. We're just trying to, you know, the first couple of days, it's trying to acclimate ourselves to the website, right. to our classmates. Oh, okay. Um, you know, but I'm sure that, you know, once we get into the gist of it, it's only a nine-week program, so once we get to the gist of it, um, they'll probably break us off in, you know, three or four group um, people groups, and we'll have to communicate amongst each other through emails. But then again, when you communicate through emails also, you know, you kind of, some people can take what you write down a certain way, and it's not totally meant that way. So you got to be very careful how you word certain things and um, and how you talk to your, your classmates, because you don't want to alienate nobody or make make them think your opinion is superseding their opinion or whatever the case well, may I be. Do. What? Go ahead. I'm listening. So, that's about it. Other than that, you know, it's just, it's kind of like coaching. You know, I've been coaching for nine years in the Arena Football League, and, you know, when you come in as a as a position group coach and you uh-huh. get promoted to defensive coordinator and you're very successful at the defensive coordinator position, you know, you kind of – certain head coaches kind of take that and – you know, they look at it like, okay, well, this person wants my job. I really don't want their job. I just want to be do my job very well. Right. Because if that. I do my job very well, it's going to make you look good. And if you look good, then I'm automatically going to look good. And see, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, you gave me a, a brief information about yourself. So, um, and with the uh, going back to college after 20 years, what are you majoring in sports? Obviously, sports management or something like that. Yeah, I'm getting my. Um, uh, what I'm doing, I'm using this as a as a um, as a springboard. I'm getting my associates in sports management. Uh-huh. Um, then I have a couple friends, a lot of friends of mine who are Division One, Division Two coaches. So you're about to get back on it. I'm about to get back on. So they're Division One, Division Two head coaches or D coordinators or O coordinators, and they have positions they want to bring me in their in their programs to help coach and help recruit, and because of, of the kind of person I am. And so I said, well, they can't bring me on because I don't have my paper. Right. right. And so what I'm doing now, I'm using a sports management degree, my associate sports management, get this going, um, get this degree. And, 20, 18 to 22 months. Um, so I'm trying to get it done a little bit earlier. I'll tell you this. You do got to have your paper uh, for the most part, I would say, but it, it is also, you know, it's also who you know. I mean, it depends on what kind of power uh, they have. Or the person that is you know. true. That is true. But that's why I say I get to come in. I get my social. I got a piece of paper. Now right. they can sit there and I can get paid 45, 50 grand a year to be a, uh, Just a position coach. group coach in Division One, Division Two school. You don't want to... Um, you don't want to coach, uh, oh, so, but you, you know, you were all very on the uh, the semi-professional level. So I was going to ask you, what about some um, high school? That's my high school coaching job. You win a couple national, cha- you win a couple championships there, then you springboard that way. But I, I, I understand, and well, I, this, this I what, applaud this the route you're going now. This what I mean, I get this, I get in there, I get my associate, and I go get my bachelor's in sports administration. Uh huh. Okay, and I use the school's going to pay for that while I'm there working. Right. Okay, now I got an associate in sports management, a bachelor in sports administration. Now I can go into a, a public school system or private school system and be an athletic director if I want to. Okay, I see you got a plan. You got a yeah. plan. And then, I, but my goal is is to go to college, coaching a good college program, work my way up, and maybe you know my my ultimate goal is in so it's 15 years from now I want to have a national championship uh-huh. and a Super Bowl championship in 15 years. Hey, as long as you got a goal, as long as you got a plan, you got yeah. dreams and all that, it, it, you get closer to it when you have all that in line. Yep. Um, so you have coached nine years, head coach, uh, position coach. So now you're going straight to Division One after this is all said and done. That's my goal, yeah. Okay, go right to Division One and be a position group coach and, and learn from somebody. I got a couple of guys out there who are you know, some top-notch guys. We're talking about you a little too much. Let's talk about me. 
Oh, let's talk about Columbia last. Okay. okay. You don't want to talk about me too. Now, back to my uh, trip coming me. home. No, man, I'm just playing with you. Let's get into some basketball, man, some NBA. Let's get oh, into some basketball. Oh, man, what's up? You know I, what? I guess I look stupid from last week, huh? Well, you know, I, I, I know what I'm talking about. Oh, man. It's not that you don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. I just know what I'm talking about. And um, Did you say Orlando was going to win last week? I said Orlando was going to win. I oh, told you Orlando well, was going to win. Can somebody rewind that tape, please? We can get the tape back. Ryan, we, need, Ryan, we, need, we need to get that tape back. I need to hear that. Ryan, uh, find me the tape. Somebody find me the tape back there in the studio. And, um. Back in where all the dat boys and everything is. Look, I said Orlando, and I said I thought Denver would give the Lakers. Now, I wanted Denver to win, but I thought they would give them enough fight, uh, especially after their first game when they should have won. But you got Kobe on the other side of the ball. But I thought Denver had enough talent to win that series, and they didn't. Kobe pulled it out. Those guys in his bench, uh, his teammates. I think Denver had enough talent to win. I just think don't, I don't think they played good ball the last two games. They had enough talent to win. They didn't have enough common sense to win. There you go. That's 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 agreeable right there. Like I said, I know what I'm talking about for the most part. But I, I thought I thought they underachieved a whole lot. I thought when the crucial moments, um, they found the way to give the game back to or or change the momentum. So you know, momentum is huge in in, in any professional, any sport, any sport. The momentum yeah. is huge. Well, Once definitely. you got momentum, you can you can play off that. You can build off that. And I thought Denver uh, gave it back to uh, the Lakers. Uh, too much, too often. I just think when they came when, in, in Game Six, when they were they were like up, they were got there to like make they got the lead. I think it was like second quarter. Yeah, they lost the lead. And they would got back within single. They was in double digits, and they got back to like nine points. And they were just taking crazy shots. I think Lakers went like nine and one, nine and one, and took, took it back took it back to double figures. And it was game was over then. I tell you, was my main concern. Or oh, I had a real problem with, uh, as far as Denver was concerned, was uh, George Carl. I did not understand his rotation. How do you come, okay, let, whether you're leading by one or leading by 12, coming out of the halftime, going into the third quarter, why uh, Why is Carmelo Anthony or Chauncey Billup, why is one of those guys sitting on the bench? Sitting on the bench? You, come, you come out the third quarter like you came into the first quarter. Most definitely. You always do that, unless those guys are in major foul trouble where you do want to get them to the end of the third quarter and start the fourth quarter off strong. Unless they're in major foul trouble, you don't um, leave one of your superstars on the bench. No, you don't. You don't have enough. It's it's still a young team. I think everything is in place for these guys to be successful, even next year. And we said that with the Houston Rockets uh, outside of Tracy McGrady. I think they're still successful to be uh, good enough to be successful next year. But you don't put your superstars on the bench. But then that's the whole thing, you know. Why wait till next year when you have opportunity to capitalize this year? You got to take steps somewhere. You got to get, and you know, like. But still, there's an opportunity for you to capitalize right now this year. You're taking the defending I, Western Conference champions from right. last year, Kobe Bryant and the Los Angeles Lakers. You take you in Game Six. You start the third quarter. Why do you have Melo sitting down or Chauncey Billups sitting down? I tell you what. I, I hear you. The better team won that series, and that was the Lakers. But why not take advantage of your opportunities right in your face right now? Thank you. And that's what the Lakers did. Because next, the Lakers, tomorrow's not promised, neither is next year. Well, the Lakers got to the finals last year and got uh, beat up by Boston. So, uh, you know, Kobe and the rest of those guys that were on the team last year, they have some type of vendetta they want to get back. Kobe had a vendetta. And Kobe doesn't have a vendetta, not from him personally. It's just the media make it so that um, – he has to win one without Shaq. He don't have to win one on Shaq. He won three. Uh, Shaq 
you know, he, he won. He did what he did. When they won those championships, Kobe had a great deal to do with that. Yes, he did. But, you know, again, he hasn't won, done anything since Shaq's been not been there. He has put up great numbers. He haven't had any help. He was like LeBron was this year. LeBron ran through the uh, Detroit and Atlanta. Detroit and Atlanta are weaker teams. They watch LeBron play. And we're going to get to LeBron. We're going to take a break. But we're going to get to LeBron and him missing his interview. I want you to know, give me a brief synopsis of what you think about that, uh, him missing an interview, being MVP of the league. We're on the Voice American Sports Network. You listen to Kwame Lotsa, Coach B, my co-host from the other coast. We'll come back in two minutes. Call in if you got any questions or comments. See you in two minutes. Holla. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's Hot Topics. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Four and three and two and one. Just play. Four and three and two. We are back on the Voice American Sports Network. You listen to Kwame Lass from Kwame Lass Sports Talk with my co-host from the other coach, Coach B, Richard Brick. All right, we back, man. We got, uh, you know what, uh, my super producer, Ray Ellis, has his own show on the network. Bought me some coffee and some donuts. So if you hear some of this. Oh, you keep bringing bring you donuts, too? Come if you, on, if you Ray, hear that, you can't bring him no I'm donuts. I'm eating. Understand, I'm eating. Oh, man. That's the... Um, that no, I'm eating. So uh, yeah, he bring me donuts, and bring me coffee, man. Bring me water. Oh, you know, you will see how much you paying right for all that. <laughs> <You> for real, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you will see when you get here. You be here. 
Coach next BB, week. he'll be in the studio next week. Again, he's back uh, on the coast. He's out in Virginia. Uh, so, but you'll see, you'll see how we get down that round here. He, okay. Like Ray said on his show, we live in the Phoenix like it matters. Already, okay. At, all right, look. So we talked. We left out talking about. Uh, I want to know. I, I mentioned the LeBron, him skipping the interview. Give me, uh, a, give me your opinion or comment or whatever on what you think and how you feel about that. Well, I mean, honestly, you know, it is what it is. Personally, I mean, you know, LeBron James missed his interview. You know, left his teammates there to answer questions. Um, he didn't shake anybody's hand after the game. You know, honestly, and, you know, we were all raised to be good sportsmanship, win or lose. Uh-huh. Um, but like he did say, you know, kind of like, you know, if you beat me up, why am I going to shake your hand? Um, but, again, it's not like this is not on the street around the corner when you're growing up fighting your, your best friend or your neighbor. It ain't, it ain't all that. Well, you're going to be friends tomorrow. We're going to be friends tomorrow. This is a basketball game. You have some very good friends on the other team. You know, you should have showed them the respect that you need to show them, and I understand it as a coach and as a player. Uh-huh. Um, but my question is this. You know, maybe it was some other underlying thoughts behind that because of, okay, well, LeBron put up, did his job. No one else came to play for the last two games of that series. So maybe he needed to leave them to answer questions. You don't think uh, – well, I, I, that's a good point. And I was going to briefly talk about this, but you make bring up a good point. Um, so you don't think Mo Williams stepped up. You're thinking LeBron did everything he could for this team to be successful, <laughs> maybe come out of the series a winner, that those guys who didn't step up should be left to answer the questions? Well, I'm not really saying come out a winner because I really don't think they had what it took to beat Orlando because Orlando was playing good – Lando Magic playing consistent ball. Right, and I thought they were a better team, but I'm just saying you got the MVP, which you got the MVP. You got the named MVP, but the MVP is Kobe. But you got the named MVP in LeBron James or what he's done in the East. You thought he left his team to answer the questions because those guys did not show up. Well, they needed to answer questions. I mean, who else is going to answer questions to besides themselves and their family? Right. Answer questions to the media. Answer questions to America, the Cavalier fans. Okay, look. Okay, here's my thing right here uh, to the question I asked you initially. If I'm playing in a five- or seven-game series, I'm not shaking your hand after every game. But that last game, win, lose, or draw, actually win, lose, I'm going to shake your hand. I'm going to at least you know, go shake my hand and say good luck in the next series, a uh, good game. Uh, and uh, most of the time, the better team win those games in a seven-game series. Right. I don't, understand, I don't agree with doing it after every game, after first, second, third fourth game, I'm going to walk into the locker room. I see you and I see you. I got another game with you. It ain't be. like football. It's not like football. We won and done. Wait, if, right. I, if you're playing a conference game, if I got to play you twice a year, I'm walking to the locker room. I'm going to see you again, and then that second game, um, I'll talk to you. I'll tell you good luck. Depends on where your season, where you're going with your season. Most good time. luck for the rest of the season. Right, unless you're my boy, we always going to chit-chat after the game. If you're my boy, you know I'm not talking to you. I'm, uh, I'll talk to you before the game. After the game, I ain't said nothing to you, especially y'all don't put me put one on you. Man, from your experience, you used to get those done to you. Especially, uh, <laughs> especially if you're from Virginia. I see a lot of guys on the field that's from my, around my area, from the Tidewater area, man. You know that. But uh-huh. you know, we speak to each other before. And a lot of times we don't even talk, man. A lot of times we look at each other and give that little nod, that little that's nod. It. Like, I know why you're here. I know what it took for you to get here. I know the drama you're going through. So a lot of times uh, – we see each other, man, and we just get a little sign language, a little Most nod. Most definitely. But, I, I, again, I don't think that, you know, people make a big deal. Me, 
people make a big deal out of certain things that I think sometimes they just leave well enough alone. But they, they want a story. They're building a story. A lot of um, those guys building a story, they need some controversy. Right. But uh, uh, most times people do. Take something minor and, ma- and make it major. It doesn't make sense for that. Well, tell me about your Washington Wizards. What's the nonsense? Oh, I don't understand there? about this. This is stupid. I love my Wizards. You know that. Everybody knows I love my Wizards. But, geez, old Pete, this man, Eddie Jordan, took the Wizards to the playoffs four years in a row. You tell me what other coach, other before what Eddie Jordan did the Wizards four years in a row with Gilbert Arenas, who's always out 50 games a year for being injured. He's like Grant okay. Hill. They fire him after going 1-10. Okay? So he sits out the rest of the season, and then yesterday signs a three-year deal with the Sixers. Same division, same conference. And they, Eddie runs that Princeton offense, and yeah. they're going to – I think they'll beat the Wizards all four games this year. And we don't even have a coach – Flip Saunders hasn't even signed a contract with us yet. You think they're going to beat the Wizards because you're upset with the Wizards, or you hoping they're going to beat the Wizards? I'm upset with the Wizards in general. I, I don't care who – everybody's going to beat us next year. <laughs> I, I don't know if Gilbert's going to come back. He might get hurt again. You know, his pinky toe going to be hurt. And he can't be a great player. I, you know, we need a big man. You know, we didn't get the – we got the 11th pick in the draft. Uh-huh. No, fifth pick in the draft. We didn't get what we needed to get. So I'm kind of, you know, upset about that. Lottery. But we'll see. Well, I mean, I, I just, I'm just frustrated that we let a good coach go to a conference team, division and conference team. Maybe the organization thought they needed a change. You know how to give that spark. Uh, he has done a whole lot. And I, he is not, I don't think his uh, firing was his justification for that, but he has done a lot without key players on that team. Thank you. But maybe the organization. You always got to think about Again, who's writing the checks, who's paying the money, who's doing what, who's at the top of what you uh, – of what you're doing, what business you're involved with. Maybe the organization thought we need a spark, we need a change. Okay, but who, who we got? We didn't get no, we had no, we had no spark or change. They I, talk I about hiring Flip Saunders. I, was, I, you know, I would co-sign on that hiring because I think Flip's a great coach. I, I, you think, know, I think I, he just can't get to that next. He hasn't been to the next level since he was at Timberwolves. Right, and you think Flip's a great coach. I think they rotate. It's a cycle. They recycle these coaches. Uh, all, Almost every, oh, it's a good it's old, a good old, old boy system. And, and, and coaching in general – Take it from me, I understand this. Right. It's a good old boy network. And right. take it back to my in my league, the Arena Two League. The Arena League, right? Uh-huh. You know, they've got coaches out there who can't win a, a game. You wanted to cuss, didn't you? Yeah, I, I really did. Yeah, <laughs> I almost came through, but I, I, I had to hold my they can't win a game, but yet every year they get a head job. And you've got a guy like me who has been in the league for eight years, eight and a half, nine years coaching, and I have a Seventy-three percent win percentage as a defensive coordinator. C student. What? Go ahead. I'm listening. I have a seventy-three percent win percentage as a as a defensive coordinator, but yet I can't get an interview or or look at it as a head job. But you know, in what? the arena league, I can go to the other leagues, what they we call alphabet leagues, the uh-huh. IFL, these other leagues, and get an interview for a head job. But I can't get one in the game that I love doing in arena football. But you uh, you understand that? See, a lot of people don't understand that. When you understand something, you can take. Um, uh, measures and you can stay, take the process of uh, getting it done or or putting yourself um, where you are noticed, where they can't deny you. So you you doing what you you doing what you have to do right now. And I say that meaning school. Yep. Uh, you got connections with Division One, but you got to get things in order first. Where once you get in Division One, you uh, springboard from there. And I think your springboard is you know that going back to school and getting that paper first. Yeah, that's that's key. So oh, you no, got time. Again, it's just guy. a good boy network all, all over in, in, in sports. And coaching-wise, as for yeah, it. And, and then that's, again, it's not what you know. It's all about who you know. For the most part. But, yeah, like you said, like we're saying, it's a good old boy system. They recycle these coaches. 
and he recycle a lot of players. Also, if a coach familiar with a guy, uh, when he Thanks gets for a, you, I mean you, you as you from back when you came out of Kansas. Uh-huh. How'd you get with the Cardinals? You know the Cardinals. Um, wait a minute. When I was in Kansas, I was making plays. I'm, I'm talking about. I understand you was making plays, but uh-huh. the thing is this: Marmi was where. He was um uh, I don't know what mommy was in ASU I think at that time what how I got to the Cardinals was um we had Dana Stubblefield and Gilbert Brown we had two first round guys we had a lot of other guys on our team but um when they came there and watched those guys um a lot of the scouts saying who was number eight why is this guy making all the plays and I was playing corner and I was playing safety so it wasn't like um you know I wasn't there I wasn't doing anything but they went to go watch like you say they went to go watch somebody else but. I was around the ball all the time. I was making plays. It, it was, you know, I helped us win a lot of games. Defense from a defense standpoint, because we didn't really have an offense, but defensively we had a number one team in the nation. Defensive run defense, and um, you know Joe Green, he was at what Miami Dolphins, and he came through watching Gilbert because defensive line, both defensive line guys, Dana Stubblefield and Gilbert Brown. Um, he came there to watch those guys. He was a defensive line coach in the Miami Dolphins, but he. Then he wanted to work me out. A lot of coaches, scouts came in, wanted to work me out. And like, why this guy's not on our paper? Why he's not our boy? So what? After that, man, every scout that came in, it was looking for me. Then the Cardinals flew me in, like a week before the draft. Buddy Ryan was here, and they was telling me everything you've done on the field, everything you've done in school. We we like what we see. We're thinking about drafting you in the second round. And I, you know, it was a nice, calm interview, nice, calm atmosphere. So I'm thinking like, okay. Uh, first round would be better, but second round is not bad, especially you know coming <laughs> off, but you know coming off just uh free agency and all that stuff. Uh, scouts really, really finding out who I am and and noticing me uh for what I was doing around the league, right. and uh so they so they flew me out week before the draft. They called me every round during the draft, talking about we're gonna take you here, we're gonna take you here. I said, look, don't call me unless you're gonna take me. I went to go play basketball during the draft. I didn't watch the draft. I don't watch the draft to this day. The draft is to me is all politics. Draft to me is. Who you know, what, like we said earlier, what school you went to, um, what games you have. There's, a lot of these guys have games, have good games when they're on TV. But if you go, I don't want to watch that film. I don't, uh, me and Ray, uh, we talked last week, I don't want to see highlight films. I can make a highlight film to make me look like Ronnie Lott. As a coach, I agree with you. I don't want to see highlight films. I want to see games. I need to see three complete games. Right. And I need to see if you got blown out. I want to see the blown out game. And how you respond to it. I want to see what Thank you're doing you. in the fourth quarter. How you quarter. respond to adversity. But that's how I got to the Cardinals. But when I was a free agency, to answer your question, when you mentioned Larry Marmee, he was in Seattle. That was the first place I visited was Seattle Seahawks because he was there. And it's all who you're familiar with. So they wanted to fly me out because I was free. I ended up coming back to the Cardinals for uh, another year. But after that, he was in St. Louis. I was up. Um, Marty Schottenheimer knew me from playing against him in Washington. His son played on my team in Kansas. It's all who you know, depending on a lot of times where you go. So it's it's so political, and that's why you got to learn the politics game. I don't care what business. It is. Even if you head of the business, you better know how to politic. You got to know how to talk to people, man. But that's how I got here for the most part, and that's where um, I visited a lot of teams where coaches I knew were coaching when they left the Arizona Cardinals. And again, again, it's like it's like you said, polit- business should be renamed politics. All it is is politics. All right. Well, we're going to go to a break. Uh, this is Kwame Lassen on Kwame Lassen Sports Talk. We're on the Voice American Sports Network. Got my co-host, 
Coach B, my co-host from the other coast. We're going to come back in two minutes. I'm going to finish up these donuts and drink this coffee, Rich. You go get your vitamin water. We be yeah, I'll get my vitamin. I need my vitamin water. My triple X is off the chain. I got you. Don't be taking that HGH. We'll be back in two minutes. <laughs> get my mani on. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Every week, Body Talk is here to answer your pressing questions about the fields of traditional, alternative, and functional medical science. Join hosts Dr. Stephen Ross and Drake Kellis as they uncover the truth behind some of today's ailments, symptoms, and diseases. You'll get the most up-to-date information on treatments and remedies and their effectiveness. Plus, you'll hear from leading experts on a variety of health topics. Listen for Body Talk with Dr. Stephen Ross and Drake Kellis, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Voice America Sports Network. You listen to Kwame Lassiter on the Voice on the Kwame Lassiter Sports Talk. My co-host from the other coast, Coach B. Uh, you want to call in? The number is 888-346-9144. I suggest you call in. Whatever questions or comments you might have, you need some answers to your questions, uh, we got them. If we don't get, have them, we'll get them before the show's in. Yeah, you we'll try about, best. Yeah, you got about 25 more minutes before the show ends. Uh, before we left, Rich, you talking about you was getting your manny on. Let's talk about Manny Ramirez. Hey, he's almost half halfway done with his suspension. They uh-huh. they come out July seventeenth. He, he could come back, or late July, something like that. Yeah, he's coming back. But you know what? These guys are. Do they need him? <laughs> oh, they need him. They need him because it's going to come down to the playoff. They got to get in that that race. And that's the mentality that they have, Quam, is the fact that we're going to maintain till Manny come back. And once Manny comes back, all y'all in trouble. Yeah, he. I thought it was going to be a problem because they dropped a few games, you know, initially when it happened. But that was just probably the shock factor of it, uh, that they dropped right. those games. But Manny, Manny uh, he ended up talking to the team when I think they were out, out east somewhere, out in Florida. Miami, they went to Miami. Oh, Miami, yeah. yeah. I think that's east. But, um, you know, and it got it got done. Uh, these guys found a way to win. Staying up. Uh, I think they have the best. Actually, they do. 
have the best home winning percentage in national uh, national league right now. Yeah, and also the owner is even like, why does Manny explain anything else to anybody else? The owner's like backing up, backing Manny really, really big time now, and a lot of people don't like that. But I guess they get over it, huh? You know, if I invest a lot of money in you, if I invest five dollars in you, I'm gonna back you too. I appreciate it. five dollars, a lot of money, huh? <laughs> yeah, you can get a you can get an ice cream or something like that. Yeah, I know. Give me a strawberry shortcake ice cream. Give me two of them. I know, <laughs> two of them. Yeah, but but uh, they also got this guy. As far as since he's been out. He still is mentioning it in an all-star voting, but as of now, from what I've been reading, again, I was on a plane all day, so I was reading. He was um, fifth in the all-star voting. I don't right, he dropped think, the fifth, yeah. I, I don't think he should, even if he get voted in. Now, this is my opinion. You, t- you let me know what you think right after this. I don't think he should even play in it. I think he need to concentrate more, get back his uh, rhythm, and I'm sure he's hitting hitting balls and, and fielding, you know, fielding balls uh, while he's out. He's not just sitting around watching these guys play. Well, no, he can. He's still participating in. You Practice. know, he just can't. He can't be on the baseball field when the gates open. Right. When, when so he's, he's doing everything he needs to do on a daily basis. Right. You know, as if, as if he's in L.A. Now I don't know he might be in Miami hanging. Well, I don't know what the situation is, but if he's in L.A., he can be there until the gate. Once the gates open, he must leave the field. Whomever he's working out with, I'm sure he's getting his uh, right. proper training and getting it done. Where when he comes back, uh, I think when he comes back, he's still going to be the same guy. He still be the same man who puts up the right uh, numbers, who's putting up uh, what what is he betting three forty six or something like that? Forty left, yep. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, yeah. Come on, I don't see him um, slacking off any, just getting back in the rhythm of games, and um, but being voted, you know, his All Star voting has dropped down. He's like fifth now uh, in All Star voting. I don't think. Um, I don't think he should play if he gets voted in. And the voting is joke. Most of the fans vote. I, I tell you why voting is a joke. Because if you watch the American Idol, you can see the voting is a joke. Oh, I don't watch American Idol. That's on you. You can watch American Idol all you want. Okay, you probably watch So You Think You Can Dance. You watching no, something. I don't watch none of that. Okay. I watch I Love Money. Anyway. I Love New York. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the voting is a joke. I think the fan plays too much part of the voting process. I think it should be the peers and the coaches. And then uh, from that, then if in that order, the peers, the coaches, They're and paying. then the fans. But like what? Um, a couple of years ago, didn't somebody like didn't even play the first half of the season? NBA still made the All Star game. Still made the All Star game. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that. I mean, my thing is that if you're All Star, if you're playing the first half of the season, you need to be only ones put on the ballot. Can nobody be written into the ballot? I think the numbers alone should speak for themselves. The stats you. you put up up until that voting process. I don't That's think one thing should, I do like about the Pro Bowl. I don't think it should be a fan favorite. I think it should be a the numbers you put up, the stats. Now, I'm not going to take anything away from these guys who who make it because a lot of times uh, being voted to a, an all-star game, being voted to a Pro Bowl uh, plays heavily with your contract. You have those kind of stipulations in your contract where you can generate and make more money. Yeah. But um, nah, I, don't, I don't think the guy should play. I think he should concentrate more, getting more, you know, getting more involved with the second half of the season or this getting more involved with the rest of the season. Do you think Manny's going to go to the all-star game, going to participate? I doubt it very seriously. You think if he's he, if go? he's back? If he's back by that time, he might do the home run derby. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, nah, he's the, not doing the home run derby. They already got him linked with some um, uh, female fertility drugs. I don't think the home run derby should even be an issue. He should that shouldn't even be a thought in his head. Because if he does win, what are they gonna say? You must be still on that stuff. He don't need that. He need to concentrate <laughs> more on the Dodgers. Well, yeah, I mean, again, I said like if he's gonna come back and he gets voted in, I mean, don't actually participate in the game, but come back and draw that interest, get the fan hype back up for. 
the rest of the second half of the season by maybe doing the home run derby, just you know, being out there to do it. And you know how he can do that is be around the All Star game, be yeah. around, do do more uh, PR work, be around the game, let let them know I'm I'm on my way back, I'm coming back. Well, you know, Manny ain't really a people person anyway. He he, he has no choice to be now. He got to get that true. image back. No, he doesn't. You get he has to get his image back. Also, he has to um. Don't forget about the Hall of Fame. He is mentioned in the Hall of Fame uh, when his career is done. So he has to do everything he can right now to get that positive image image back. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to matter too much. Man, if you want the guy in, you're going to vote him in. A lot of, a lot of guys, uh, a lot of the voters, uh, media and a lot of the voters, just won't um, vote for a guy for the Hall of Fame or vote for a guy for anything if he's linked with any enhancement, anything that's uh, banned so from they, the uh, Again, talking about that, so they're attacking for people from that last – 12 years. Right. Since 97, 96, 96. Now let's go back to 95. Let's make it even 15 years. Go. Okay? You're not going to put none of those guys that retired the last 15 years in the Hall of Fame. Simple fact because they have been in the steroid era. Period. It's no not... if and no buts about it. As far as I'm concerned, when you have well over 300 players named into a report mm-hmm. that's stating they somehow, some form, some fashion, has something to do with steroids, Look, I'm telling now, if those three hundred has something to do with it, what makes you think the other nine hundred has it? You're right. So you 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 don't know how far you can go back to get some guys that's uh you know back back in those days those guys wasn't in the steroid use of anything or a lot of that stuff wasn't banned but they wasn't they was doing major stuff and I'm not talking about steroid stuff and going out there and playing. Thank but you. But I, I don't know how I don't know how you can um I I don't have any idea how you they gonna go back. All they can do like they said put an asterisk by the name. And say at the bottom of the piece of paper or on the plaque or whatever it says steroid era. That's all they should be able to do. Right. I mean, look at the numbers that, that people put up. Right, that Barry Bonds, that's Mark a good McGuire, point. Sammy Sosa. That's a good um, point. You know, the only person I do have a problem with, and, I, and I'm gonna say it, is, and, and you know, is the fact that he lied on camera, lied to a grand jury, lied to who? Palmer. Yeah, Rafael Palmero. Yeah, Palmer. he lied, 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 and then came out positive, positive, positive. That's something that is, you know, is like, come on. He should have like, took the fifth like the rest of those guys. Some of the, Most of those guys did. He said and looked dead into the camera and then looked at Congress and said, I did not use steroids. Right. He did. He pulled a Pete Rose. Now, again, I don't agree. I think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose will get in the Hall of Fame. You got to get rid of certain people at the top. You get rid of certain people at the top, then, uh, you know, it would be somebody who grew up or somebody who's an idol or fan of, of yours. Because Pete Rose, is, his numbers alone should put him in the Hall of Fame. I think, Pete, I think Pete Rose make more money not being in the Hall of Fame because it's the controversy around it. It's the conversation around it. But that may be true. Okay, that's it. Okay, we talked about the Hall of Fame. Uh, Manny Ramirez coming back. We, we I got say, a question to ask. Okay, let's talk about this one topic. Back to Arizona. Uh-huh. How do you feel about Mark Scarif, son, having two good inning no-hitters this weekend for the Diamondbacks? What's the buzz out there in Arizona about that? The Diamondbacks? That's just, um, that's just the excitement at the moment. The Diamondbacks stink. I understand they stink. I'm talking about... Uh, football Hall of Fame, pro potential Hall of Famer, Mark uh-huh. Slareth, three-time Super Bowl champion, Mark Slareth. I think it's good. I think that lets the Diamondbacks. I think that lets the um, uh, Diamondbacks know, oh, we can build around. A lot of teams should build around pitching. You want to go get the right guys. You build around pitching. You got a good pitching staff. That's defense. Okay. I think he doing um, uh, no hitters, two no hitters, give those guys confidence that where well we can put our uh, bats on the balls and we get them out the park, or we can just play for uh, run percentages, we got a good chance of winning when he's on the mound. And that's just the uh, 
that's just something to build off oh, when you got a pitcher like that and you got a pitcher of that caliber. Right. The Diamondbacks pitching has to be stronger. These guys are – I mean, you look at this team, they – they might they beat the Dodgers, okay? They beat the Dodgers uh the other day, but they not a lot of teams haven't done that. A lot of teams haven't beat the Dodgers at home, beat the Dodgers at home. So, what all they can do, all they can say is we have this guy now. We need to build around this, and they bring more pitching in. So he might have six innings no hitter, seven innings no hitter. Then we can bring in a reliever. I think that uh bring in a reliever where we can finish the game off strong and win this and win that game. Okay, I got you. All right, now I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go back to this because we got a, another segment after this. We got three minutes or so in this segment, but um, I'm going back to the Thursday night. We have the Orlando Magic traveling in west to the Los Angeles Lakers, who they swept during the regular season. Yeah, but you know that means nothing. They did uh, the Lakers did Houston Rockets like that. You you saw that series? The most definitely. Okay, give me the keys or your opinion on why. Who you, who you like? Let me ask you first. Who do you like, Orlando Magic or the Los Angeles Lakers? I like the Orlando Magic. Why? Uh, just think that 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 starting five is just when they come to play there. I don't think no one can. I'm right. If they come to play Thursday night in this mm-hmm. series, I don't think the Lakers can handle the intensity that they're going to bring. I don't think the Lakers have a few answers for people. In L.A., Tito Turkoglu, number one, right. Rashad Lewis, number two. Now, if Lamar Odom comes to play like Lamar Odom can play, if he stays off the candy, <laughs> man, that then, then that Lamar Odom, then Hedo and Lamar can see. But who do the Lakers have that's going to handle Rashad Lewis? Oh, Petrus, Petrus deed up LeBron all series long. Don't you think they're going to put Petrus on Kobe? Did you just say what I think you said? Yeah, Petrus didn't deed up LeBron. Well, he, gave, he deed him up well enough. to the, the, the LeBron did his thing. LeBron had 40 points about still, four games still, in a row. Still, they still won the series, so Petra did something well. And that's the same thing. Um, uh, What's the guy named for Houston? Um, uh, Shane Battier? Shane Battier, yeah. Did with Kobe. But it didn't affect the – you can't affect the good player. Now, I was going to say something along those lines with Petrus. I put Petrus on Kobe and uh, just let him harass him the whole game. And Kobe's going to get his 35-plus points. But, uh, but then again, again, that's still Kobe getting his. You know, Kobe's going. Kobe and LeBron, they're going to get what's theirs. Right, right, but and that's and this kid still put up what twenty some points. Right, but don't I don't I don't like the verbiage you use as far as the, he deed him up. I think he did a good job. Okay, I put I'll him up there. my verbiage up just for you. You know, no, I'm, I'm saying I agree. I'm putting Petrus on LeBron, and I'm putting Petrus on Kobe. He's going to do what he's going to occupy that time with those guys together, but he's not going to D him up. The other guys around him need to step up. Peters does I'll a great job off the bench. We're going to go to a break. We're going to come back, man. We're going to finish up this Orlando Think Magic. Think about that Lakers. while you're breaking right now and getting your coffee and your man, donuts. We're going to a break. All right, we're going to come back. Force America Sports Network. Call in if you need to go uh, questions and answers. Uh, co host with B, co host from the other coast. We'll be back in two minutes. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports 
Odd Show. Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Odd Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective that'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. The Owen Hodge Show. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports uh we back 888-346-9144 if you want to call in for the last segment it's going to go by real quick but i'm going to finish off on this uh orlando magic now coach b this is what i think it's going to take for the Magic win. I, I'm kind of leaning towards the Magic win in the series, too. If they can sneak one out of uh, L.A. One of the first two. They got two, but if, if they can sneak a win out of L.A., stay with me. You with me? I'm here. I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you. Dwight Howard, you got to keep him out of foul trouble. Because I don't want those guys coming from Orlando or Disney World, Disneyland, wherever they are. I don't want them coming to L.A. and getting them Hollywood lights in there and want to be out all night. You know, basketball, they really don't have any major curfew. But, uh... All they got to do is be around like baseball for shoot around and, and, and betting practice. But get don't keep this guy out of foul trouble. Get off to a good start from the jump ball. And by saying that, I mean, get the ball down low to Dwight. Get him down low to Dwight. And, it, and he has to be able to recognize right away if it's not working for you down low, you have Turkey Lewis, you have Rashad Lewis, you have uh, Petrius off the bench who does a great job. Uh, Rayford Austin at times. Rayford got to control his game more. So uh, he can't go to his skip the Malou mentality. He can't. He can't do that. He can't think he can win it when he got guys that's on his team, like three other guys on his team, better than him. I think he should be the be the point guard. Um, and um, that's one of my uh, keys to winning. And we got a caller. We're gonna call in. Uh, got a caller in. D man. 
D-Man, you online? I am online, Kwame. How you doing, my friend? I'm hanging in there, man. What's going on with you? Well, well you know you, I love chopping it up with you and your boy over there. And, and, and I wanted to jump in and talk a little bit about Orlando because I think you and I are, are, are looking at this series just the same way. I feel like this. I feel like the Lakers just don't have enough inside, first of all, that's going to be able to handle the big man, Superman. And then you take all those shooters that are coming off the bench, let alone the ones that are starting, but what they bring off the bench that, that, that can put up the three. You're talking about the Lakers trading twos for threes. Kobe's going to have to play out of his mind, which we all know he's going to do that anyway. Right, so who's right. going to step up for the Lakers? Mm-hmm. I just don't see it happening for the Lakers. I think they're in a bad situation right now. I, and I feel the same way. And I actually, uh, Coach B, yep. uh, I think he he's kind of leaning towards Orlando. But I, you made Coach uh, D man, you made a good point. Get it inside. I don't think buying them is. I don't think this guy has matured vastly yep. enough so he can put a body up there and not get in foul trouble. And then if they throw, who you gonna throw at him? Paul Gasol. Yep. He's just gonna muscle him right on out the way. Right. They just. I'm thing. I don't think they have that inside presence to handle. Right. I mean, the the Lando Magic is a perimeter shooter. They 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 sh- they bring you outside to stop them from the perimeter so they can get the ball to Dwight Howard. And right. I, and I think uh, they can butter their breads on two ways, on two sides, getting it down low, and then those guys hitting the shots from the outside. They if one if Turkle's not on, Lewis gonna be on. Right. Lewis not on, Petrie's gonna be. On. I love Petrie's off the bench. Let let me ask you you guys a question. Uh, The the Lakers look very schizophrenic. I mean, one day they look like world beaters, and then they just fall asleep in you know game two, game three, whatever the case may be. For the Lakers to win this series, do you believe that they have to win it four games in a row? Mental attitude that they're going to have to put it together every day, every game, come in and play at a high level. Everybody, I don't think they can do it. They haven't I, done it yet. I, I, they haven't done it yet. I haven't yeah. seen it either. I, I look at the Lakers, and it look like they're going through the most. Like, we the Los Angeles Lakers. We're supposed to win. But you playing teams you playing teams who I thought actually were better than them, like the right. Denver Nuggets. you got a team in Orlando coming into uh, L.A. Uh, I, I agree with you 100%, D-Man. That look is like a nonchalant look. Right. Like, okay, yep. let's watch Kobe play. Let's watch Kobe get off, get us 35, 40 points, and uh, hopefully we're in the game at the end of the game where he can win it for us. Now, at the same time, these guys are not doing enough to, uh, you know, to uh, help Kobe out during the process. I will say this to both you, D-Man and Quan. This is something I, I, I really feel, and I'm, I think a lot of people agree with me on this: is they're playing on the court, right? We got a nine-time NBA championship coach on one end mm-hmm. and a zero NBA coach on the other end. Championship coach. Now that's going to also be the tail of the tape mm-hmm. of when they substitute, how they substitute and how they motivate their guys. You bring up a good point. So now let me ask you a question. Are we also saying from the referee side of it, who's going to get the most respect? Oh, well, of course it's going to be Kobe. you got to give the – Kobe is a joke. Kobe's going to get his calls. You know that. You what know, coaching staff is going to get the most respect? So when we start talking about, hey, listen, my guys are getting fouled, who's going to get that respect? Uh, the, the head coach for in L.A. <laughs> exactly. The head coach in L.A. is going to get that respect. He's going to look at him crazy. Then he's going to go say something to him. <laughs> hey, man, let me ask you a question. Yeah, if you walk into a room, you got Phil Jackson and Stan Van Gundy sitting right there. Who, you, who hand are you going to shake first? <laughs> you right. Phil exactly. <laughs> you want to feel that ring in your hand. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. My, yeah, exactly my point. So, I tell you what, the Lakers can stay in it. it it'll be a great series. I, I just think that the it shouldn't go more than five or six games. The Lakers, really shouldn't. Shouldn't. The Lakers shouldn't lose at home. In, in, in which way, though? That's my question. Oh, I got Orlando. Orlando. 
Okay, so you think Orlando can win the five or six? I think Orlando has to win this in five or six. Too many shooters, too many threes. Too many outside shooters. Yeah. And, and uh, the bench of Orlando is a, is a lot better than the bench oh, in yeah. L.A. Most oh, yeah. definitely. They, they bring three-pointers off the bench. Off and the that bench. big kid, the, the big kid from, uh, I forgot what, what his name, the, the backup center for uh, Superman. Was it uh, Eagle Gar? No, not not him. Not him. He was winning all. He's legitimate. I mean, this guy is always active around the ball and uh, defensively another big body. So you know they have two big bodies that they can bring in. They are a complete team. Yes, yeah. yeah. And I just don't think the Lakers have proven that they can put it together every night. And they have to do it every night. They're going to get blown Lakers, out. I think once the Lakers go past that seventh spot and they're from that seventh person in their rotation, yeah, they they're take done. A, a substantial fall. Yeah, they're they, done. They might as well should have me out there. Right. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. I hope so. Hope you go out there and shoot some threes for him now. Hey, <laughs> every good team, man, has five good guys you want to put out on the field. But if you want to get over that hump, if you want to take it deeper in the in the season and into the playoffs, you right. have to have three guys off their bench that can come in. You mentioned the center for Orlando. He gives Dwight Howard a good spell, right. good time to rest, especially when Dwight gets in foul trouble. He right. comes in and gives the team uh, – he doesn't let the team down. He keeps them right there until Dwight Howard – until Dwight Howard can come back in the game. So, because they got the perimeter shooters. They, the and perimeter they got shooters perimeter shooters keep them, keeps Orlando in all games. Right, right. We'll all right, man. We got, uh, high percentages. we got three minutes until close. D-Man, I definitely appreciate the call, man. D-Man, before you go, what you got going on? What you got, your show or anything? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm trying to get you you big boys on the show, football.com. I got to get you on here. Not, if not this weekend, next weekend, let's let's talk about that. I'm, I'm in for that. You know, okay. I was in Virginia. I was in Virginia, and then like, the week before that, it was uh, Memorial Day, right? Hey, yeah, okay, I understand that. But listen, I want you guys to Google this name, Wally Triplett. I had him on last weekend. Unbelievable. The first African-American to be drafted by the NFL and to play in the NFL. He also was the first African-American to play in the Cotton Bowl for Penn State. Unbelievable interview. Black okay, and Cotton? Okay. I, um, 1940-something. Wally <laughs> Triplett, we're the first got African that, Wally. W-A-L-L-E-Y or W-A-L-L-Y? Triplett. Got it. Done deal. Sounds like a plan. I'm definitely uh, – we'll talk about that, but uh, this weekend sounds good. Coach okay, B, my man. Coach B be here next week, man, so we, we do I get you both on there. Come oh, on, Oh, yeah, man. we chop it up for real and do some Yeah, things. we'll love chop. I love chopping it up. That's about <laughs> that, that pigskin. Okay, let me get you guys. I'm out. All right, bro, Thanks, take D. care. Appreciate right. calling, babe. Okay, bye-bye. All right, well, that's it. We got a. Uh, hey, Quam, before we leave, I got to ask you a question. Man. I heard some rumors going around about this NFL thing. How do you feel? Very right quick before we leave out here. I know we got to leave in a couple minutes, but yeah, give me quick synopsis. How do you feel about the NFL books, um, retirement books being opened up? Well, well, you know, for the most part, NFL does a lot of profit. Uh, it's more a nonprofit organization. They have a lot of ways to filter through money. So it's a 501c3. Or there's a lot of businesses outside that's attached to that. Uh, to generate that money. So it's hard to really get an accurate number of where the money is because I know Demarcus, Demarius Smith wants to open the books. The only team you can open the books for is uh, and get an accurate number is the Green, uh, the Green Bay Packers because that team is owned by the public, owned by the city, owned by the uh, town of Green Bay. Right. So, it, so you know what, it being non-profit, 150000 you don't have to explain to anybody where you got that money from. So just like the uh, NFL as a business, you got – all the teams, the 32 uh, two teams uh-huh. that's in it, they generate money. That's how they get stadiums, uh, get other businesses uh, to put money into them. So it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a long process to get that money. And that money is for uh, retired players. Also, the current players, they're going to retire someday, too. And we got 30 seconds. But an emergency fund, uh, as well as the uh, I mentioned the current players, right. for when they retire. Now, I got a lot I could talk about this, but we don't have enough time. I'm definitely, and I definitely want to talk about this next week. Plus, you'll be in the studio um, 
uh, talk about this NFL stuff, talk about the Cardinals and what's going around the National Football League. You listen to Kwame Lassen on Kwame Lassen Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Coach B, what you got going on? No, I just, I'm getting excited. I'll be there Saturday, Saturday afternoon. I'll be in THX hanging out, chilling for like four or five days. Can't wait. All right, man. Stay on top of that uh, work, man. So don't come here with a lot of work in your mind. Hey, I won't. we in Phoenix. Uh, give us a call back next week. We thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week on the Voice American Sports Network. We thank uh, D-Man for calling in. Check out his show, football.com. we see y'all guys next week. Peace. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.